0: Welcome to the PT Student Compass and your next step to moving in the right direction to achieve success in PT school. My name is Simon Murphy and I'm a current first year physical therapy student who is studying in Australia at Bond University. Today's episode is all about our first year in physical therapy school. And in a couple months now, we'll be actually second years. And we just wanted to kind of have a bit of a chat about how we felt our first year of physical therapy school went. So I have a classmate of mine, his name is Bio, and we just have a, a bit of a chat about our, our experiences through different classes over the semester and our experiences during different placements and some of the adventures we had up north in, uh, in Kant, Australia. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Bio, why don't you just start with a bit of an introduction in terms of kind of where you're originally from, where you did your undergraduate degree, And just those types of things, and tell us what you're all about.
2: All right. Well, thanks, Simon. Thanks for having me on your
1: uh, on your podcast. Okay. It's it's, sorry. sorry. I apologize. (laughs) It's been about two months since I recorded the podcast, so (laughs) we'll talk about why I probably didn't record a podcast. But sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah,
2: that sounds good. Um. Well. Yeah. So I'm I'm bio. I'm uh, one of the doctor physio students here at Bond um originally from nigeria immigrated to vancouver canada did my undergrad at uh, ubc shout out to ubc yes (laughs) um so i did my undergrad over there graduated in 2016 and yeah now up in australia um just finishing up first year of uh physio program
1: yeah we have what is it two more months
2: roughly yeah we're about eight two, weeks away more from months-ish. uh transitioning to being a second years well, that's, yeah that's crazy time is definitely flying flown so by, uh flown by yeah and uh, just been a really great experience so far
1: now it's uh, true because yeah we're on we're on placements for the next two months um and then we are yeah then we're officially second years as you just said that's right uh, yeah so then and I think I'm coming up to almost being here officially for a year. Yeah, in, in yeah. this country. Yeah. I think I have that's it on correct. I think I had it on this on my calendar circled as like my Australian New Year. That's the best anything, but, um so that's why I have that there. So cool, yeah. So it's almost almost my one year anniversary. But why don't you just chat about about when you actually so before you came to Australia for physio school. Where did you work prior to that and kind of, what did you do and what was your role at that location? I know I kind of already know, but I think it's important for you just to, to chat about that, because I think it's relevant to, to why you decided to go into physio. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely Simon. Yeah.
2: Um, so after graduating um, at, from UBC in 2016, um, I, I always knew I wanted to get into physio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started actually working at a physio clinic. It was also a multidisciplinary clinic, um, working with a bunch of different physios, mostly helping with running you know, active rehab programs. So seeing people who have, um, had motor vehicle accidents or car accidents, and just doing some conditioning. Um, so I worked in, you know, part time in a couple different. actually worked with a chiropractor. Ooh, Um, (laughs) that's true. He's an incredible chiropractor. So, really good friends today. That's good. Um, You know, helping to just provide rehab for his clients who had motor vehicle accidents. And then I also worked part time um, at a a physio clinic, just your community physio clinic, helping people, um, whether it was your elderly, whether it was. who would sustain injuries, sport injuries, getting back to work so I did a fair bit of um, just working in different different clinics but getting that experience um, of just knowing how to work one-on-one with people and then eventually I transitioned before coming to Australia um, my previous employment was with this company called Back in Motion
1: Shadows back in motion. Shadows it back in motion.
2: <laughs> um, and they're doing very well. They're, they're uh, out in Vancouver. I was working in the Surrey location. And this was a program, oh, this, sorry, this was a clinic that focused on return to work conditioning, um, specifically with, uh, through WorkSafe BC. So just helping people um, get back to work. So it was really, really um, great experience. It was very eye-opening. Um, just looking at the different barriers that present itself when it comes to, you know, trying to get people motivated, trying to get them back to work when you're um, on a limited kind of time as well, and working as part of a team was really, really helpful. Um, so, we worked as part of a team with chiropractors, sorry, not with chiropractors, mm-hmm. but with a doctor, um, a psychologist, an OT, and your physio as well. So, it was really good just to know what kind of that MDT experience is like um because that's something that you know really i feel has helped me in terms of transitioning into um, physio here and um, even on placement as well
1: yeah no i agree i mean i think that experience especially with your your last um your last kind of work experience with that kind of workers comp type idea is is something i wish i I had a bit more experience with prior to going into physio school it's okay because i know i'll learn it over over my professional career but i think it's just an interesting component to physio that i can i think sometimes can throw a bit of a curveball uh, into how you practice as a physio but if you know a bit more about in terms of the business side and and returning to work and and all those types of things i think it can be quite a quite a huge benefit to have so i mean you'll take that into your professional career when you when you are done so i think that's that's pretty amazing now you've had some good experiences from those kind of work placements i guess now what made you want to become a physiotherapist as a as a profession versus chiropractor ot medicine or whatever you want to do just if if you can give just give a brief kind of Elevator pitch in terms of why you actually became a physio. Mm. Just to provide a bit of context.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I would say it probably started more so with a personal experience of mine. So you know, back in high school, um, I was quite active. You know, played basketball. Um, middle school I was doing track and field. Middle
3: you know, school. <laughs> what we do is.
2: Um, you know, I was a pretty active person, and I guess it just more so, you know, with being active came a lot of injuries as well there was ankle sprain um maybe you know shoulder injuries and just different things that would present itself and would kind of um be an obstacle to getting back into sport or just being active whether it's going to the gym so um i actually had a, a family friend of ours that was a physio um that my doctor also knew my my family doctor so um, yeah that my family doctor referred me over to this physio and um, over the years right through high school um, I would see him pretty regularly whether when I was having you know just something that would come up and um, specifically I remember when I had a pretty rough shoulder injury from, um, from playing basketball and uh, I remember going to see him and over the, the three to to four weeks that I was mm-hmm. seeing him, I just noticed like a dramatic improvement in my function, and you know, and like, just being able to just do the things that I kind of took for granted. Yeah. Um. And I think that's kind of where the interest started to spark. Um. I mean, I always knew I wanted to work in healthcare,
3: mm-hmm.
2: whether it was <laughs> physio or um. You know, at one point I wanted to be a doctor, but then I guess as a whole, like looking at the healthcare profession. I feel like physiotherapy um is really that discipline where we're able to impact people um on a on a very specific functional level
1: yeah and a personal level and as a well. personal
2: level yeah. as well and you know there's we, we just spend a little bit more time with our patients um you know someone once said that you know physios are the ones that really make life worth living and that's uh, deep wow because you know, <laughs> a lot of times it's <laughs> That's, where, that's what it comes down to being able to just have that quality of life, doing the things that, um, you enjoy doing, um, not being in pain all the time and just kind of reclaiming your health back. And I feel that's what physio really offers above all the other, um, professions. And, um, you know, it's come a long way in the last 20 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, physiotherapists have really become more in demand, especially with our aging population. And, um, Just you know there's a there's a great need for it and pretty fortunate to be able to um to go into this kind of field
1: yeah i agree i mean i always like i always start these podcasts off with with a bit of an intro just like you did i kind of start with where they came from where they went to school and what led up to their decision to become a physio and there's there's always this kind of core thing that people say and it's it's very similar in terms of they had some sort of injury. They've got really good success from seeing a physio. And then they just get hooked on the whole profession. At the same time, a lot of people are saying, oh, I wanted to go in medicine. But it's just such a commitment for for medicine And physio was a better option because I got to spend more time with patients. Like, that's such a classic thing to say, but it's so true. Uh, so, yeah, like you're... I almost have the same, the same idea as you, As I love that ability to, to spend time with the patient and rather than just kind of write prescriptions and, and send them on their way and then see them in three months. Like we see them on a, a daily basis in an inpatient setting or on a kind of twice a week on a weekly setting or once a week, or they may come in for, for routine kind of follow-ups uh, a couple times a month or something. So, now that they know about you, the future to be a physiotherapist, Bio... How do you say your last name? Say it again. Bio.
2: Bio-Adenican. Okay,
1: well, how do you say your... Just say your full name for me, please.
2: Add bio Adenikin.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the, the physio team of <laughs> The, the, the Aussie guys. version of it is, is Bayo.
2: Bayo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, his name that... Most of us call him Bio. Everyone in the cohort, they call him Bio, so... Now, we just kind of, we just we just got through, I would say probably one of the, the the toughest part of our degree and I think a lot of the second years would agree in terms of the difficulty of the information and how it was all presented to us. So we just did um, neurological physiotherapy and uh, musculoskeletal or MSK2 together. And since, I mean, when we, started out a group we've always just had kind of one course each semester and then we've gone on to placement but like this this was probably one of the hardest and the most mentally taxing last two months i've ever had of any academic setting uh, or any school so i just i just wanted to get i think this is a good chance just for us to reflect in terms of um the process that we just went through and and what things may have gone well and what things didn't go well. And I just think it'd be good for us to kind of talk about that. So just in terms of your experience with, with doing two courses at the same time and the challenges that they may have brought about, how did, how did you feel like the semester went overall?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like, yeah. In terms of looking at our, um, our course as a whole for the last 10 months, like this was definitely the most challenging semester, um, the most demanding semester. And, you know, the biggest struggle I would say was just being able to keep up, um, with the speed of information that was presented to us, um, at the pace that it was presented to us at the detail and at the the level that we needed to know it. Um, not only just to pass the course, but to be like competent on our, placements that we're currently in, um, and, you know, these were two pretty core, um, physiotherapy courses and, um, you know, they're very interesting, very, very challenging, very complex. Um, a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences too, in terms of the approach. Um, but it was also very, just eye-opening to, especially with neuro- neurological physiotherapy or neuro, yeah. to some of the conditions that, um, present itself in terms of strokes and, um, you know, neglect and just the different things that can make rehab a little bit more complicated or mm-hmm. a little bit more extensive. Um, but I, I think for me, the the vestibular um, rehab component yeah. that we got exposed to was also quite interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, because not a lot of, you know, I guess, physiotherapy courses. At least at this level, um, typically, may teach that content.
1: Yeah, I think they like sometimes will touch on it. I mean, yeah. I can't speak to what the other programs do, but yeah, I think we were quite fortunate
2: For with sure. that.
1: Like For sure. with that, I mean, we only learned it over a day and a half. We learned a lot over a day and a half. But um, I mean, our instructor, like she is, like I would call her a world-renowned in terms <laughs> of professor, and, and she does professional courses all over Australia and she's quite well known but yeah that the stib was was quite a cool mm-hmm. um, thing to experience even though there was it was quite hard yeah learning it but yeah. eventually we got it and
2: then even with uh with musculoskeletal just touching a little bit more in depth on kind of chronic pain yeah. and the concept of you know central sensitization and things that are you know popping up more and more and you know we as physio just need to equipped with knowing how to manage these um, type of patients and manage them holistically from a biopsychosocial model Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you know from a physical standpoint from a tissue standpoint you know the healing is is taken place Mm -hmm. but there's more that's going on that we kind of have to dig deeper in and we have to know how to um, I guess provide the right type of I guess rehab yeah um for that specific patient so it's it was definitely um you know really tough semester for sure. her. Yeah, yeah um but i think it was probably one of those more memorable semesters that we'll have because um you know we definitely got to touch on a lot of really really intriguing topics yeah. um as much as it was you know a lot to take in it it was definitely worth it and um I think we've we've definitely grown you know in the last couple of months um in terms of our thinking in terms of our our problem solving and looking at things from you know a holistic standpoint
1: yeah i mean even like it's it's one of these things where yeah the, the content was being was the content kind of was being thrown at us at such a quick pace
3: mm-hmm.
1: but because the topics were interesting and very relevant to what we were doing it made it it, it made it much more motivating to stay on top of the work as, as best as you can. Yeah. And I mean, with the help of our instructors, I mean, they always directed us in terms of what we actually need to know, what we need to spend time looking at, because they understand that we we're getting information thrown at us like a lot at one time, but we're only going to be tested on specific pieces of information. And, and there's only certain things that we need to be competent of to be successful in place and, and then we'll learn the rest as we go through our degrees so exactly. i mean it, it, it's for all the first years if there is any first year's listening, which who knows maybe um coming in it's 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 one of those things where i mean i remember um so first she was our uh one of our neuro instructors but i remember her saying this when we first got here <laughs> is, you just gotta trust the process and it, it i 100 did believe her at the beginning <laughs> but uh and I, I mean she's probably heard that before but I I, I totally 100% agree now that just to, to trust the process of how they do things throughout this program specifically it works it's not easy and they're gonna put you in uncomfortable positions which they have put me in uncomfortable positions but for the better um, and then it will actually help you in the long run so
2: yeah I, and I think it's, it's definitely helped us, like I was saying, to, yeah. to just grow in our thinking, yeah. um, you know, not looking at things from a one-sided point of view, yeah. um, you know, taking evidence into consideration, taking, um, you know, your patient expectation into consideration, and um, just, you know, being, uh, I guess, students that are thinking outside the box, thinking at a deeper level. Um, and not just learning things superficially, mm-hmm. we're learning things because this is what we've been told, but being able to look at um, things for ourselves and kind of critique, um, you know, whether it's techniques or you know, certain protocols, hip precautions, <laughs> things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's definitely been you know, a challenging semester and it's, um, you know, it's brought us to where we are now.
1: Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm starting to feel like like a physio. Like I haven't really fully felt that over the our first and second semester, but it's all coming together now. And, I, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It's much more. It's it's easier to to talk with patients and yeah. and sound professional, and you feel confident with what you're doing. Whereas at the beginning, it was much, it wasn't as easy to do that.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's happening now is we're kind of at the point where we've been able to consolidate everything that we I love that word. (laughs) Consolidate. And, you know, just pull it together. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, you learn things and you learn it just for the exam purposes. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as a physio, you know, you're learning things because you're going to be using it lifelong as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to be able to deliver the best treatment the best assessment um for your
1: patient because you know we owe it to them mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so if just uh provide anyone whether it's first years coming in or anyone who's actually going into to physiotherapy school uh, we'll just chat about what the bond program is like but so we did and I, i've told other people on the podcast that we did a principles of physiotherapy program i know they're kind of changing the program a bit but we'll just talk about how we did it Uh, We went Principles of Physiotherapy, we did MS1 or Musculoskeletal one, and then we did Cardiorespiratory, and then we went on the placement for two months, which were related around cardiorespiratory and orthopedics or related to our MS1 coursework, and then we then did the two months of Neuro and MSK2 at the same time, and now we're on placements uh, most of us for either narrow or for mm, or for like an MSK two, whether it be outpatient or or orthopedics inpatient or something like that. So that's kind of where we are now. But it, where are you on placement, right naba You were so currently I'm on my neuro placement,
2: yeah, um, and then I'll be moving on to my musk place, placement as well after that.
1: Cool, and I'm on my I don't really know if I'm on my, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It, it's, I mean, I'm on, my, I'm, a, I'm on a neurosurgical board. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of neuro and orthopedics at the same time. So we're seeing a lot of spine surgeries. Yeah. Well, at the same time, we're seeing a lot of uh, individuals who have had to add craniotomies to get tumors removed or something like that. So I'm on a bit of both right now, but I'll be on my pure neuro, yeah, probably towards the end of the year. So my pure neuro placement, I guess I would call it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worthwhile to kind of dive into our experience that we had up in Cannes. So, just to provide a bit of context, myself and Bio or Veo or whatever they say here, <laughs> Bio, um, we, were, we had the opportunity to go up to Cairns, And I've told the story actually a couple times to other people on the podcast, but um, we had the opportunity to go to our orthopedics placement up in Cairns, which is in the northern part of Australia, so it's about a, about a two-hour flight, I think it would be, uh, to get there. And it's classified as our role placement. It's actually quite a good role placement, but I think just having a bit of a reflection in terms of how good of an experience that actually was, I mean, I thought it was a good experience, and I, I think you probably feel the same way. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, what did you think of that whole northern, um, Kind of experience with regard to the placement, and then we'll chat about our, a couple of our adventures. Or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, I think um, we we're pretty fortunate to be able to go up to um, northern Queensland, and this is, uh, this is also an area that's a little bit more populated with the Aboriginal and Indigenous people of Australia. Um, and, you know, being able to work in the, the orthopedic ward, um, seeing patients post, you know, total hip, total knee replacements, and being able to provide that rehab, um, but doing it on a on a long term basis. So Simon and I were actually pretty fortunate to be on a an eight day long kind of rotation. It eight days wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So we were working sure. eight eight days straight, back to back. But you know, what was really beneficial about that that I found personally was just seeing that continuity. With your patients, um, being able to you know see your new patient and follow them through their course of their rehab until they were discharged um, was really just beneficial, and um, I think it was also good for the patient just to have that continuity of care, um, and also just being able to work at the pace that was expected of us um, in terms of just getting people, you know, suitable for home and you know looking at discharge planning, because a lot of the patients we had were patients that lived on, you know, tiny islands, um, you know, that they needed to take ferries or a little small jet plane to get on. And just being able to kind of think outside the box and um, being able to come up with some solutions as to how we can get these people home safely um, was
1: quite an experience. Yeah, it was, like, it, that hospital, and in that area was I, I mean i am so fortunate to to have gotten that experience and and i mean have the support to with the money from my from my parents and just the support to go up there it's just i loved the the placement up there and it, it, it was tough like it, there was no doubt that it was a tough placement i mean i found that the hardest part about that kind of area was accommodating to the different cultures i, I mean i you always think that you can you can put yourself in their shoes, but it it's, it's a very tough line to follow and i mean i I think I've grown in terms of the, my ability to to respectively kind of interact with different types of cultures and it's something I'm still working at, and I think everyone needs to appreciate but that was the hardest part for me is the the diversity of cultures and, and having to deal with those language barriers and different beliefs and and stuff like that. So I'm really fortunate to have gotten that position up up north. But just in terms of aside from our placement and our, our hospital experience, we did a hell of a lot of adventures too. And and I, I've I've told this story on another podcast as well, where shout it to Mackenzie and Paige. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so the four of us myself, bio Mackenzie, uh, and Paige were all up north, and we we did some decent adventures when we had our days off. But wow, just tell us, or tell everyone about kind of our waterfall circuit that we yeah, did. Our, our little pilgrimage. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> In the it? word of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> pilgrimage,
2: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it was great just being able to, you know, on our off days, get out and explore the um, the tropical rainforest really. Is Literally the, the rainforest. Rainforest. It's, it's a dense rainforest. Um, I think my favorite and probably most memorable was going up on, um, the SkyRail yeah, and cool. just sitting in, it's kind of like a gondola, um, similar to probably what's in Whistler for those of you that know Whistler, <laughs> yes, um, Whistler. just being able to sit in and just take in all of, you know, what Ken's had to offer in terms of just scenery and, um, just how vibrant life is up there. And, uh just being able to also just experience some of those waterfalls and just get out and enjoy mother nature was was really refreshing yeah. um and you know being able to do that as a group and just using our our off days to unwind and relax There was always something to do um and i think also all just driving <laughs> <laughs> through all the windy roads was uh, was quite the experience yeah um but yeah i, I definitely wouldn't change anything um, i'm pretty pretty fortunate and pretty appreciative of getting the opportunity to go up there. Um, and for any of you first years or incoming uh, physio students, if you do get an opportunity to go to Cannes, I highly, highly recommend um, taking it up. You won't regret it. You'll definitely grow a lot in your thinking and you know, it'll be an opportunity to, to just to see a little bit more of Australia as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you'll know, with specifically with Bond, I find they have so many different uh, abilities to, or opportunities, I guess would be a better word to say it, to travel to different locations as we went to, to Cairns. And, and uh, you'll typically have one or maybe two, I think usually one to two travel placements. Uh, Yes. Kansas is probably one of the better ones in my opinion, but we're quite biased because we we did go there, (laughs) Yep, (laughs) Um, but you'll get the opportunity. and, and, they'll actually ask you if you want to travel. So um, luckily you can actually request people to travel with and that usually works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but uh, if you meet, say, a new individual or new friend kind of in the physio program and you guys want to travel together, then you can go to locations such as Cairns. I know we have a couple of uh, of friends who are going to Western Australia for their next placement in a couple of months. Uh, We have... A couple of second years now who are doing their internship at Stanford in the United States, and people are in elsewhere. I think there's another guy who's in Phoenix right now who's work. What's that place oh, called that he's working at? Some it's some like elite professional
3: thing. Uh, uh, Exhaust. Yeah. yeah, so
1: he so he's doing his internships with uh, with this kind of elite physiotherapy personal training company that that often works with uh, NCAA athletes, professional athletes, and those types of things. So specifically, Bond University provides a lot of opportunity for high-level clinical placements. But I think one of the things that, that I, I kind of want to just recommend is when you're choosing what placements, you don't necessarily have an exact choice, but you can recommend what places you want to do. Try to pick placements that you can get Opportunity in a lot of different areas of physiotherapy. So, this is just my opinion. Other people yeah. may have different thoughts on that. But don't just pick a placement because you like that area of physio. I think in physio school, you want to get exposed to as much areas as you can, and then make a realistic decision of where you actually want to work. What's your opinion on that? I'm curious. Yeah, but, I actually I, yeah. I Cause you can have a completely different opinion if you want. No, <laughs> I I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I
2: think. Physiotherapy school is, is that opportunity to get exposed to the different domains of physio, um, you know whether it's pediatrics, whether it's you know working in the burns unit, whether it's you know more neuro or acute stroke. Um, even if you you know what you want to do coming in to physio school, um, your plans might change. You
1: know that's so true,
2: um, especially when you get exposed to. When you give yourself an opportunity to get exposed to different areas, um, you might start to, you know, change your mind, and you might, and which is okay, right? And that's why physiotherapy schools, you know, kind of um, structured in a way where students are supposed to get exposed to different areas, because um, that's how you grow in your thinking too, and in just being able to, you know, even cater to different demographics, mm-hmm. and different. Um, Lots of thinking and just using that opportunity to you know give yourself the best chance to learn as much as you can because you know when you do you know when we all do get through school and we're in our own individual fields um, you know what? you might not really have that opportunity again to you know work in a specific field that maybe wasn't you know your your most uh, I don't know favorite field to work in you know if you don't like Children, but yeah, um, or whether it's you know you don't like working with the elderly, but if you give yourself an opportunity to um, to try it, I think it's one of the better things you can do while you're in physio school for sure. Yeah, Um, and it'll
3: just
2: it'll just be really rewarding as well, just being able to see the impact that you have um, on people.
1: No, I, I agree. So I mean, we've been talking a lot about first years, and I mean we're still first years for another two months uh but I, I think i think we have a bit of like we have a bit of ammo now and we can we can we can suggest different things that we would have done differently in comparison to where we are now um now by in terms of is there anything that just comes to your mind right away that you would have liked to change in your first intro or, or intro level physiotherapy course in terms of how you do things now? Whether it's academics, whether it's how you interact with other professionals or how you interact with um, like our instructors, just anything. Is there anything that just kind of pops to your mind? It's okay if it doesn't come back right away. But. Um, uh, I think for me, uh, if I can change,
2: you know, one thing, it would probably just be just staying on top of material, not really putting things off to, you know, I'll do it next week, or leaving it until the last minute, or, because um, you'll notice how like, you know, each day you'll have a lot to do. And, you know, if you haven't done what was due, or what's coming up, um, you'll you'll fall behind pretty quickly. And it can be kind of overwhelming when, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. Um, so I think, you know, my biggest tip would just be, especially after each class, after each day, you know, just take maybe half an hour just to kind of review, you know, what you learned during the day, during class, um, just to help to kind of slowly consolidate that information um, rather than leaving it until, you know, a couple weeks until exams are you know, starting and you've got a lot of information to take in. So, you know, that's probably, if I could change one thing, it would be maybe that. Um, you know, sometimes you, you do get tired for sure. And you know, it, it's a lot to take in and it can be easy to get lazy and um, I don't know, just not really stay on top. But yeah, if you can definitely, you know, be organized, ask questions, um, and that's probably my second tip, you know, ask questions always, don't always take things at face value, you know, ask, you know, why are, you know, why are, why are there hip percussions Like, what's the reason behind this or, um, you know, kind of dig deep a little bit and get to know things for yourself. Um, cause you know, when you become a practitioner, you're, you're going to do things a certain way and whether it's, you know, your technique might be a little bit different, just being able to not feel like you're wrong. Cause especially in, you know, in physio school, it's really a lot of things fall down to your clinical reasoning and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, not so much whether this is a, there's a right or wrong answer. Um, of course, in certain situations, there, are, there is a right <laughs> and a wrong answer. In some
3: situations, <laughs> but, yes, sir. But, you know, there's times
2: where it comes down to, you know, what are you trying to achieve? You know, you're doing um, a certain technique, whether it's massage, whether it's...
1: Massage, um, not massage.
2: <laughs> or massage, as they say, in Australia. <laughs> um, just, you know, being able to think about what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve. And um, just be a critical thinker. Yeah, that'd be my go-to.
1: Well, I think I've been thinking about this for about two weeks now. Actually, but (laughs) I I think one of the the biggest things in in the intro level courses, and specifically, actually, both in in POPS or whatever they're calling, and then MS one or Musculoskeletal one is always looking, like, like trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm learning this technique, I'm learning how to, to, to measure muscle length, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But just keeping in context in terms of, I'm gonna be using this information and these techniques on placement. Yeah. Like, we often didn't really test or, or figure out why they were teaching us this stuff, they, we just thought it was part of the process, but I think if I would've just connected it more to what I'm gonna be doing on placement, the information I would have been receiving would have been more applicable and might have been a bit more motivating. Because some of the intro information can be quite quite dull, but it's quite important to lay down that that solid ground so you're set on that first clinical placement. Yeah. Um, I just kind of went through the motions and didn't really bridge the connection between the information I was learning in the course and how I would apply that in clinical placement. So just know that everything they're teaching you in those first couple of courses is preparing you for placement.
2: And it's always the smallest details to that matter, right? You know, whether it's you, you know, palpating someone's, you know, leg to make sure that they don't have the DVT or, you know, being able to,
0: deep faint on (laughs) both of them. I I (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: passed. Or just, you know, whether Simon mentioned, you know, muscle length testing or, um, going on retreat, just knowing your landmarks, you know, the little things that might seem kind of maybe boring or mundane, you know, they do serve a purpose,
1: especially when it comes
2: to um, your reassessment and outcome measures and what you're using to see whether what you're doing is effective. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely just coming in with an open mindset that, you know, you're not gonna enjoy everything. You know, there might be some things that may seem Kind of tedious or not that interesting, but they do serve a purpose, as Simon has mentioned. Um, and then, if I could add one last thing, for any upcoming or incoming physio students, is definitely know your anatomy. Um, your anatomy so is, is going to take you far. Um, you know, the more you know it, the, the the better you'll be as a physio, especially if um, um, when it comes to just knowing what's going on and and how to provide, I guess, the right treatment or um, what to assess. Your anatomy would definitely help in picking up those information. So, yeah, I, can, I definitely can't
1: stress that enough. Um, I'm sure you'll get to know Lindsay later. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess if we if we can kind of conclude things and provide a bit of a an overarching thing. So, I think one of the number one tip we could give is is just living in the moment and enjoying the process, because the process has a purpose and it works. We've seen it works. Our cohort has seen it it work, regardless if if we've had ups and downs, it it does work. So live in the moment and actually trust the process. It's it's important to to consider what placements you want to go on, and what experiences you can expose yourself to so you have a better idea of where you want to work in physiotherapy. And then just as you talked about knowing your anatomy as well is, is quite important in terms of giving you a bit of a leg up at the beginning of of the principal's course or again whatever it's called now. Foundations. Then, yeah foundations, whatever. And then working your way yeah. Working your way through the through the course. But uh, I'm I, I think I'm quite fortunate to have had this opportunity, you know, we've been here for a year, and I mean, to have met you, both as well. As I think we've, we've got a good kind of way of doing things in terms of supporting each other and challenging each other in terms of the physiotherapy degree, but also just finding adventures to do as well. So I definitely appreciate that. But do you have any kind of closing remarks in terms of just anything in general, how you're feeling or how things are going?
2: Yeah, no, uh, I think it's, it's been, uh... It's been a great opportunity. Thanks for having me on the hey, podcast. Finally. Of course, of course. But, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with just you know the tips you provided, and just coming in with an open mind. You know, coming in um, just knowing that you know, physiotherapy school is probably one of the better, best times of your life, um, where you're just you know, given the opportunity to learn what you enjoy um, and preparing yourself for you know a really successful career. As a physiotherapist, um, and again, I can't—I might be a little bit biased, but you know, you're going into a really great profession. Um, but you'll have enough a great opportunities to just impact um, people at so many different levels. And you know, the more you can prepare yourself, the more um, you know you'll be—you'll you'll be a more successful practitioner, really.
0: Once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it as always. If you'd like to follow me on any of my social media platforms, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the PT Student Compass. At each of those locations, we'll have different study guides and also podcast announcements, so you can stay informed at any time of the day. So once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.